It's pretty difficult. You keep reporting 20 years against a group of armed uh, opposition, armed group of people who are insurgents, who are killing, who are committing suicide bombs. They managing attack against medias. And then suddenly, next day, they are in the power. And they're searching every door. They're knocking the doors to find journalists, media people, social activists, women rights activists, human rights activists. From Swarthmore College. From Swarthmore College, this is. This is. This is. This is War News Radio. Hi, I'm Longshan Bui. And I'm Sophia Becker. And this is War News Radio. Imagine, after two decades, your life turns upside down. Yesterday, you were reporting on insurgents. Today, you're hiding from them. What do you do tomorrow? And the day after that? Most of our listeners are likely aware that the United States government withdrew its military from Afghanistan in August of 2021. You probably also heard about the Taliban's quick takeover of the country following the military withdrawal. But what has happened after this takeover, when the flood of news on Afghanistan became a trickle? People in Afghanistan, of course, keep on living after the reporter's camera stops recording. We want to talk about the shifting landscape of journalism in and on Afghanistan in these months following the Taliban's takeover. To help us understand not only some of the challenges Afghans are facing now, but also why we might be hearing less about them. The story of journalism in Afghanistan begins long before the Taliban's takeover, however. Yeah, actually, uh, Afghanistan has uh, 145 years journalism history and the history. In the past two decades, since 2001, we had a positive progress. This is Professor Karimi. Uh, my name is Faisal Karimi. I'm an assistant professor of journalism and communication at Herat University in Afghanistan, as well as founder and director of Afghanistan Institute for Research and Media Studies. When Karimi mentions 145 years of journalism in Afghanistan, he's referencing the date the first newspaper was established in the country. Media in Afghanistan has a long history but it underwent particular development in the last 20 years of heavy U.S. involvement. During the past two decades, uh, 500 uh, TV stations were established in Afghanistan and uh, more than 500 radio stations, especially community radio, were established in Afghanistan. Uh, dozens of uh, print media were established in Afghanistan and there was uh, a very open society for journalists and media activities in Afghanistan. In fact, around the same time War News Radio began, a similar student reporting group called Youth Voice Radio was also established at Karimi's university. In Herod University in the School of Journalism, we had a radio station since 2004 up to now. It was 
a training and education radio for journalism students to work and this radio to improve their uh, journalistic skills as a, a student media outlet. Youth Post Radio, it was affiliated to Herat University, trained thousands of journalists that they are right now uh, distinguished and well-trained and famous journalists in Afghanistan. Youth Voice Radio is where Professor Karimi first began his journalistic career. Like many in the media, the upward trajectory of his life from student journalist to professor of journalism has depended on the developments of the last two decades. Since 2001, when the new government established by the support of the national community, especially the United States, uh, freedom of speech and middle of freedoms are the biggest achievement of the country in the past uh, 20 years. But right now, this 20 years achievement is losing and also is destroying in just a couple of weeks. Professor Ghafouri, who began our episode, suggests that the news media in Afghanistan might have grown over-reliant on international support. Uh, my name is Mohammad Asif Ghafouri, the full name. Uh, I'm a journalist in Afghanistan. I used to work with the media within the last 13 years. Well, I used to work with Good Voice Radio in Herat, with the Asafi TV in Herat, with uh, one TV channel in Kabul, and I read some stories for international media also. Uh, I also a faculty lecturer at uh, social uh, and uh, political science department, uh, journalism and communication branch in Cardone University in Kabul. In the beginning of the new government, all the international society they supporting human rights, civil rights, women rights, media, freedom of speech, they had a big uh, fund for this one, a, a big amount of budget for this one. So uh, until 2014, uh, a, a big amount of support is deducted. Later on in 2018, 19, when America started withdrawing from Afghanistan, most of the support are stopped. The budget for supporting media are stopped already. These earlier reductions in international funding were a challenge, but for Ghafuri, Karimi, and many of their colleagues, the world truly fell apart during this year's takeover. Uh, the change in uh, during fall of the government was really rapidly, it was very fast and quickly. It, it really uh, caused a trauma for everyone. It was a big uh, change for Afghanistan and also for the journalists. Everyone was afraid. Everyone was feeling fear. And, uh, all our friends, our colleagues, everyone tried to hide somewhere. They, when Kabul fall, this, we we must immediately take action and leave our houses. So we left. Directly we left. We closed our doors, the rooms, everything we closed, my books, everything left behind. We just moved to any other place. Every two days, three days, we keep changing the, our address. But on the point, attack to my house, they opened the gate. They shot the gate with the, uh, with the AK, with the this gun, Kalashnikov, we call it Kalashnikov, AK-47. They break the lock, they break the door, they gunshot all the room. Uh, 
So they take a lot of my books, my reports, my stuff in my own house. Uh, after a while, the neighbors, they contact me that a group of Taliban, they surrounded the house and they attacked to the house. They opened the doors of your rooms and uh, they searching for any documents or for for you. We don't know. They report me. Uh, we are affected by this situation. They they search our house and then uh, we 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 still hiding. While Professor Gafuri and his family remain in hiding in Afghanistan, Professor Karimi's life has also been upended. I had to leave the country. I left the I left the country with my colleagues. For example, eight of my journalists and my employees and my media offices, they are with me right now. We are left the country with our family and we are forced to leave the country, unfortunately. We were ready to continue our job as a journalist and also teach journalism at the university, but there was not any option to stay. But why is the Taliban so intent on silencing journalists? One reason, Professor Gafuri explained, has to do with the history of international support for local journalism in Afghanistan. These international connections, which were once an asset, are now a liability. They're trying to find journalists because they think journalists are spying. They're working for America, they're spying for America, they're spying for the uh, international troops, they're spying for the NATO. So they think Talib, uh, journalists are their enemy. Journalists also fear reprisal for their past work that has been critical of the Taliban. Uh, they always report about Taliban, about the, uh, whatever the Taliban commit, any crime, any issues, any problem, uh, any boom blast they had. So the journalists report negative side of, Afga uh, of Taliban. That's why it was a big fear when Taliban come to the power. And of course, the Taliban is concerned with controlling national media narratives and the flow of information. The resulting persecution of Afghan journalists and the Taliban's crackdown on independent media has had devastating effects on the country's local journalism ecosystem. Uh, I can say uh, around 200 media, including online media, TVs, radios, uh, websites, uh, they are closed now around the country. And for example, in Herat, we have uh, we had uh, around 400 people who are involved with the media. They working media workers, media employees, uh, journalists, reporters, managers news manager or media employees, they all lost the job. So the change is it's, it's totally 360 degree change. Uh, it's a kind of revolution for the media. Currently media are closed, majority of the media are shut down and they have no support from any uh, donor. Ongoing threats to journalists' lives and livelihoods also affect their families, Professor Gafuri says. Unemployment is not only a personal issue, it's a family issue. It, it causes a lot of problems. When we have no income and, and we, we cannot survive for long, the uh, unemployment, the uh, uncertainty, or the big challenges currently that we are facing, because we don't know what's what going to happen next.
some of the journalists, they even commit suicide. Some couple of days ago, one of the media employees who used to work with the uh, Afghan parliament media, he committed suicide, all due to the economic problem and also his unemployment issues. Local newsrooms are further challenged by censorship and political pressure from the Taliban, which is enforced by the arrest and torture of journalists. Professor Gafuri explains. And all the media must uh, uh, publish their uh, stories and their content under a very strong censorship. Even Taliban, they already make a list of uh, uh, what to say and what not to say in media. They told the media to not call them Taliban anymore, call them Emirat Islami. And they told every media people to not say any negative point on Taliban anymore. So these are very big uh, censorship on media. It means we there is no freedom of speech at all. The result, Professor Gafuri says, is that there's hardly any information flow about local and regional events. Most of the journalists trying to be anonymous, and the local media uh, are not traveling around the country anymore. Uh, in many remote areas, there is no access to information. Uh, some of the Taliban members, gunmen, they committed uh, uh, crimes. Uh, and it's not boom to the media, because there's no media anymore in the villages and the local or remote area. That's why many of the violence against human rights, against the women's rights, are uncovered or not published by the media. But while local journalism has all but disappeared under Taliban rule, international journalism has survived, albeit with some significant changes. Rather than trying to suppress international journalists, the Taliban has chosen to court international media coverage. Uh, I can say Taliban, they are smart people. Some of them, they're trying to make a kind of um, facility for the international media to show uh, a positive uh, a positive uh, point of uh, Taliban. They are fine with the uh, international reporters. So the international media have much more better access to information in the Taliban government rather than the local media. Repressing local media while encouraging international journalism is part of the Taliban's strategy to gain legitimacy on the world stage. Professor Garfuri says. So I can say they want to be recognized. They're trying to uh, open uh, a, a, a gate for, uh, for the international media to be covered by them and slowly, slowly find a way to be recognized. So this is, I, I think, it's the Taliban policy to support more international media rather than the local media because they think the local media uh, is uh, it's for the local market. They, they're not searching for the in domestic or uh, national legitimacy anymore. They just need a kind of legitimacy out of the country. They're searching for a kind of being recognized by other countries. And that's why they 
are okay with the international media. But the Taliban's willingness to cooperate and protect international journalists comes at a price. Outlets that publish stories critical of the Taliban have lost access to Taliban officials and the protection they provide, and their reporters have been threatened, beaten, and arrested. One example is Afghanistan International Media, which is a branch of the Iran International Media and is published in London. This media tried to cover many stories every day about Taliban, about the life under Taliban ruling. Uh, but when Taliban realized this media covering many negative aspects of the life in uh, Afghanistan currently under Taliban, they boycott this media. They stop interview with this media anymore. No. Because international media outlets depend on the Taliban's goodwill to continue operating, Professor Ghafouri says international reporters inevitably lose their ability to be impartial. The reality and the accuracy of news uh, for the future is, uh, is totally challenged. We already face censorship. And let me tell you, a lot of crime already happened in, in Afghanistan, already against the woman right, against the human right activists. And it's not published in the media. Last week, uh, four women Four women were killed by gunmen who uh, suspect to be members of Taliban in Mazar Sharif city, and it, it's it didn't I didn't see it in the big media, in the international media, only some local media or social media, Facebook, they published these stories. So for the future, I can say it's unclear and uncertain. Uh, there is uh, no... Uh, the, the journalists, if they want to survive under Taliban, they must follow Taliban rule. They, they, they will lose their impartiality totally. Journalists, like other Afghans, face an uncertain future. But Professor Ghafouri is adamant that local journalism is more important than ever and they are in need of critical assistance. So I, I want to clearly say the local media needs support. Uh, though the international society don't want to recognize Taliban or not willing to recognize them, uh, but the media should be there because it's a right of the people to express their ideas, to express their uh, opinion. Oh, so as people who are working for the freedom of his speech, uh, we are responsible for that. We need to still fight for that uh, people, for those journalists in Afghanistan who are still writing something, who are still uh, um, uh, pro uh, developing some stories, who are still uh, um, uh, producing some content for the media. They need to be supported. Uh, I know the challenges are there always. In every society that we are a journalist and we are working with the, with the media, we may face a lot of problems. The problems are always around, but we are not born to surrender. We are not there to give up at all. We continue to, to be the voice for those who don't have any voice. We want to support the people. We want to 
report the reality. We're trying our best to report the truth and reality.